1: It's a critical moment of choice. And now, here is your host, Mark Passio.
2: Welcome one and all. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on the Oracle Broadcasting Radio Network. I'm your host Mark Passio, my website whatonearthishappening.com, the network's website is oraclebroadcasting.com. Today is Sunday, September 9th, 2012. This show is live every Sunday from 5 to 7 p.m. East Coast time, 4 to 6 p.m. Central. We have a great show lined up for you here today. Today on What on Earth is Happening, our special guest will be Laura Eisenhower. And She will be coming on the show to discuss sacred feminine energy, how we can come into contact with it, to nurture it within ourselves, and to influence others to also step within its empowering and protective embrace, to transform and to heal the imbalances of our world. So Laura is coming up in just a moment right here on this edition of What on Earth is Happening. I have a couple of brief event announcements I'm going to give in abbreviated forms so we can get to uh, Laura as soon as possible. Everyone will notice some of the changes made to the website this week. The audio for the What on Earth is Happening website is now all in HTML5 format and it requires, it now requires no plugins like Flash to allow it to play. This will allow it to play on all mobile devices like iPhones, iPads, Android smartphones, Android tablets, etc. I'll also be switching the video on the site over to this new format within the next week or so. Also, uh, listeners will notice a new HTML based chat room on the radio show page. This chat room will now also work on all mobile devices. So that's the reasoning that I made a couple of these uh, changes and I think it worked out really well. And if anyone has any uh, difficulties or issues with it, just send me an email and I'll take a look. The Free Your Mind 2 conference, of course, coming up here in the city of Philadelphia on April 25th, 26th, and 27th of 2013. You can find more information at www.freeyourmindconference.com. We already have 19 confirmed speakers for this great event coming up next year. And I'm asking listeners who happen to... Be in the New York City area on September 11th. That's on this Tuesday, September 11th, the 11th year anniversary of the tragic events of 9 11. To please print the flyers that I have uh, listed with this show and the, the past couple of shows and uh, print them and bring them to New York for distribution. I, I unfortunately will not be able to make it to New York City on this anniversary of September 11th. So I'm asking for some help. If anyone can uh, go above and beyond the call of duty and just print some flyers for the Free Your Mind 2 conference, I would really appreciate them being distributed in New York City on September 11th. The first fundraiser for the Free Your Mind 2 conference will be taking place this Saturday, September 15th, at 8 o'clock p.m. at Liberty's Pub, on the second floor, Liberties is at 705 North 2nd Street in Philadelphia. There will be a $15 donation, uh, suggested donation at the door, and this fundraiser will feature a presentation that I will be making entitled The Matrix Trilogy Decoded. I'm going to be breaking down the allegory of The Matrix Trilogy. All proceeds will go toward offsetting costs associated with bringing in out-of-town speakers for the Free Your Mind 2 conference in April. Conference tickets will also be available at the fundraiser this Saturday. For more information, of course, visit the conference website, freermindconference.com. On September 22nd, there will be the Nationwide and the Fed Rally. In Philadelphia, this will be taking place at 6th and Arch Streets in front of the Federal Reserve Branch Bank building. And I will be speaking at this event Saturday, September 22nd, 2012. I'll be speaking in front of the Federal Reserve Bank at 6th and Arch Streets for the End the Fed Philly Rally. For more information on this nationwide event, visit endthefed2012.com. I will also be speaking at this year's MUFON PA East Coast Conference, the Mutual UFO Network of Pennsylvania, September 28th, 29th, and 30th at the Sheraton Bucks County Hotel, 400 Oxford Valley Road, Langhorne, Pennsylvania. For more information on this conference, go to MUFONPA.com. I will be speaking on Sunday, September 30th at that event. So um, next to, for the next two weeks on this show, we will be taking all, it will be an all call in show for the next two weeks. So, next week and the week after that, all call in show on the topic of the non support of dominators, which is a solution that we have been covering over the past many weeks. So, that's coming up on What on Earth is Happening. So, let's get to our special guest for today. Laura Eisenhower is a cosmic mythologist global alchemist and clairvoyant healer and is the great-granddaughter of Dwight David Eisenhower she is on a profound mission to complete his legacy and reveal our true origins with extraordinary intuitive gifts gifts which are deeply connected with the Magdalene and Gaia Sophia energies of love and wisdom these two forces connect many dots that are coming into our awareness now more than ever as our solar system aligns with the galactic plane in 2012. While residing and traveling independently in over 20 cities in the US and abroad, Laura developed a broad knowledge base that weaves together the esoteric and alchemical aspects of nature with our ancient roots, the present world, and our future potential. Laura lectures and does workshops on issues critical to global transformation and seeks to empower the individual so that harmony can be restored to our world. With great passion and courage, Laura is helping to return sacred union, divine wisdom, and the many faces of the goddess that have been buried and forgotten for thousands of years. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to What on Earth is Happening, Laura Eisenhower. Laura, welcome to the show.
3: Hi, Mark. Thank you so much for having me.
2: Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to this interview uh... ever since the first for your mind conference uh... at which you spoke and your uh, lecture uh, very much impressed me and i've been looking forward to speaking to you ever since and uh... you're going to be coming back to for your mind too for another round here in philadelphia and we're really looking forward to that coming up in uh... april of twenty thirteen
3: yeah that's going to be excellent i'm really excited
2: definitely so laura why don't you uh... tell the listeners a little bit about yourself uh, the work that you do And the type of information that you communicate.
3: Well, um, my work really started at a young age. Um, I was pretty aware of what my work was going to be. Um, Just, you know, being in this family and, you know, really reflecting energetically within myself of, you know, what's really happening on the planet. I I could tell there was a massive imbalance. I could also feel that this world is running on a program that just felt, you know, artificial and not really, you know, based on the depths of who we are. And um, so I was always probing deep into the mystery of, you know, our origins and really, you know, what the warning of the military industrial complex means. And um, it it just put a deep focus in to the missing links, you know, energetically in terms of ourselves, you know, what's within us that we need to call to our attention to, you know, awaken and empower so that, You know, we're not locked in these programs, these deceptions, these distorted, um, I guess you could say distorted versions of the masculine and feminine and how they relate to one another and, you know, how it's affecting our planet and why there's so much pollution, why there's extinctions, why there are these, you know, technologies that seem to be influencing nature and this and that. So, of course, all that came to me later, but my whole life has really been... <clears throat> like this mission and adventure uh, sometimes very dark and difficult at other times very illuminating and eye-opening um, I was also involved in a recruitment in 2006 to go to Mars so it really put a lot of dots together uh, about you know the the d- divine feminine and the targeting of you know the goddess energy and just how much uh, that that role or that um, that that part of us has been you know sort of kicked out of uh, out of the way Absolutely. And so my work is, is just really to, you know, bring attention back to that and, and to really look at, you know, what we need to um, understand to, you know, shift in the most positive way on the ascension timeline.
2: Definitely. Now, w- would it be fair to say that you were kind of always personally awake to these dark forces that are at work in our lives, or, or did you gradually become aware of them over time? Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, your personal process of awakening? What, were, you, were you always aware of these forces or did it did it happen in a stepwise progression?
3: I guess you could say it happened, in a, you know, in, in gradual steps. The first thing was knowing that, you know, the divine feminine energies have been buried. And I remember saying to my mom, I feel like I've been buried alive and I have to dig myself out. And I was like, you know, eight years old and she was like, geez, that's pretty heavy. and um, <clears throat> And then, of course... You know, understanding who this man was, who was such a big uh, focal point in our family, you know, Eisenhower, and you know what the wars were about, what you know these deeper layers um, of his presidency, and you know him as a general in the Second World War, what what was really going on under the surface? Because I had you know heard so many rumors growing up about extraterrestrials and treaties, and so um, I, I discovered how much all of this is connected you know how our ancient history, you know the suppression of the divine feminine and these treaties with the government that have you know pretty much taken place before the second world war have you know been to lead us onto a completely different timeline, you know heading towards new world order where you know mother earth gaia is absolutely under you know technological control and that force within us is you know, definitely targeted as we see in the media and in television and just the programming that we're all raised in. And so this was all gradual, just sort of opening my eyes to why my intuition was so set on um, understanding this or being in tune with it. And so it's just been a gradual unfolding. I wrote a book called The Grail of Venus um, Chronicles from Hell and the Quest to Unite Heaven and Earth uh, throughout my journey, just about, you know, this deep underworld journey I had gone on to, I guess you could say, break free of whatever controls were upon me. And it really came to a head in 2006 when I was recruited to go to Mars because it's like everything failed in my life and there was almost nothing left but to go to Mars. And I was convinced that it was to protect me and to get me off planet. And then I later discovered that those that were recruiting um, were behind the technologies that are creating these disasters. So it, it really helped me understand that a lot that we see on the world stage is a false flag, is in a sense theater, in order to absolutely fool us, so that we stay um, very distracted and out of touch with, you know, the force within us that can create global transformation and help set us free from, you know, the control agendas of our shadow government, which is basically the government um and of course religion and uh you know just all the insults you know that mother earth has gone through and that we're going through you know on a mind control level and how it's concentrated in certain projects you know that a lot of people have you know exposed whistleblowers and it's it's just so much more monstrous than we can even grasp so you know growing up in this family just allowed me to see just how this all connects and i think people are sometimes shocked like how can you tie in the divine feminine and all this mythology and archetypal stuff with extraterrestrials and government stuff but you know what i'm here to reveal is that they absolutely are connected and um... and so yeah i, I would say starting from the age of six till now it's been a gradual um, i wouldn't say so much awakening but mission to recover myself from these forces and to help humanity see where they're being led astray and where they're well how we're all targeted really
2: absolutely and let's let's shift focus and start to talk about this uh transformative potential that you kind of uh, alluded to this is what we are calling the sacred feminine energy or the divine feminine would it be fair to say that you view this as the energy of the heart as true care
3: yeah it's definitely you know some people get caught up in you know gender um Viewpoints, you know, what a woman should be like, what a man should be like. And a lot of it just really isn't genuine to, you know, sacred union, finding that harmony within ourselves, where it's not a power struggle, you know, where women are, you know, taking over and men are, you know, trying to suppress, but that we can find within ourselves, you know, that dance, that relationship that, you know, utilizes our differences, but in a very harmonious way, you know, brings it into oneness and that androgyny that, you know, puts us in that higher chakra connection to you know our higher self and how that you know can come into our beings to really resolve the imbalance that we see in the larger world so it, you know it has to do with the mystical feminine the the nurturing the the love the the tenderness the um protection the unconditional love and just how that's the force of the cosmos and of mother earth and gaia and that we're absolutely connected to this um it's our blueprint and they've tried real hard to disguise it in these these you know exploited roles where you know the feminine is just sort of an object and the man is just the dominator and it plays out in our personal lives as it's playing out on the world stage and it's just important that we just you know aren't sharing conspiracies but we look at ourselves to see you know where are we feeding them where are we buying into it and where have we become agents in a sense yes. by adopting these programmings in the way we treat one another
2: exactly absolutely now this Sacred feminine expression people should be made aware that we are absolutely talking about something that is is extant within all of us whether it's we're not talking about um, physical gender of male and female we're talking about the masculine and feminine forces or energies that exist within us all regardless of physical gender it exists within males and within females so can you speak to that distinguishment between the physical gender and what i've kind of termed mental and spiritual gender
3: yes well on a gender level i mean all of us you know have masculine and feminine energies in us and when we suppress one or the other um, you know, we're not really living in balance. Same goes with our left and right brain if they're not functioning together, or just our viewpoints on spirituality and science, or you know, even you know, good and evil. It's like these forces need to come together so that they can learn something from each other. And you know, it's an alchemical process. You know, the alchemical marriage. And so, you know, men who are in touch with their feminine side, you know, it's not that they're becoming like a woman, but they're in touch with the part of themselves that can connect to their own mother, their own nurturing quality, their own ability to listen and, and be, you know, available to, to really understand, you know, women. And, and men um, sometimes just run this, this very dominating control energy. It can be very egotistical. And then women can adopt that too and sort of, you know, get out of touch with their divine feminine because they're becoming more like a man. So, you know, it's just important that we understand both and, and that we don't adopt those roles just solitary on their own because the divine masculine understands the feminine the divine feminine understands the masculine and it's not a battle um, it's it's a it's a relationship and so these roles have been so distorted but when we you know allow that ego part of ourselves or the dominating male part of ourselves to recognize the feminine within it's softer it's it's more compassionate it, it it's less about control and it's more about you know, harmonizing, like I said, and utilizing, you know, the magic that can come forth from allowing that union to take place. Not only that, it it improves our relationships. It draws to us, you know, that perfect complement, because we're not attracting what we're lacking to sort of fix that emptiness. We're actually embodying it and sending that frequency out, which brings, you know, a more balanced reflection in our outer life and our relationships. And so, you know, it's just very important that, you know, we recognize both, and whatever gender that we have you know is is a more genuine expression because you know same thing with right and left brain we we need logic but we also need intuition we need discernment in these times and so the feminine role is extremely important because it gives us that connection to the intuition yes. and because it's within men it's not just saying this is a feminine thing but everything has a negative and positive charge everything has a feminine and masculine vibration in nature but it's how the two come together to birth life and it's also about understanding the light and dark and not branding one or the other it, it's the, it's it goes for all things we need to understand that the darkness is like the soil It's the creative fertility it's the darkness that births it's not darkness that we should fear but they've taught us to fear darkness and they've you know sort of stepped into that arena so that we don't journey into that mystery we in a sense give our power away because we're afraid of ourselves and that's what they want When we can own our power and step into it you know there's nobody else that can step in there for us and and we're actually standing in our sovereignty and we're you know standing in our power and we can make more informed decisions.
2: Very very powerful uh, I couldn't agree more. Now can we talk a little bit about, um, the process of releasing from attachment, because that's really what so many people are trapped in. They they are trapped in the, their ego identified roles and can't see past that to their true essence. So, what what do you think some techniques uh, could we could employ to help ourselves to release from the attachment to these identified roles that we play in daily life?
3: Well, it's really just you know see, if we see things in duality, right, wrong, good, bad even though we, we, we know that there is good and bad, but, but when we can start to have less judgment and more neutrality, um, you know, we can start to, you know, see what in ourselves is, is creating this outer reflection. And even though, you know, it's not all going to disappear just because we have found, that place in ourselves or that divine center, it sends out a frequency that assists in awakening others and assists them in stepping up into who they are, and so it has a ripple effect. You know, it's not going to happen overnight, but it will happen if we can all take you know self responsibility. Um, so you know, ego, ego is very much in duality. It's very much you know wanting to defend itself, wanting to you know fight and battle you know a lot of it's just wanting to be right wanting to have control and we need to understand that you know the things that we sign up for that are uncomfortable and painful are fine for us you know whether it be getting a tattoo getting exercise going to the gym you know doing things that are very uncomfortable we're okay doing as long as our conscious mind is signed up for it what we can't handle are the things that take us by surprise that that causes discomfort we have to be willing to see that these things show up for a reason we can't be in judgment of the challenges in, and, and expect everything to be good all the time. We have to face it head on in order to in, integrate it. And so, you know, ego, you know, in a sense, is veiling higher consciousness. Just like on the planet, the global elite and the patriarch is, um, you know, suppressing the feminine and, and higher consciousness of the masculine and feminine together. It's targeted the feminine because that's such a, a opening to you know, the birthing and the creativity and the power, but ultimately it's 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 the union. And and ego, you know, likes to suppress it. It doesn't want to listen to the higher self. It wants it wants for itself its service to self mentality. Ego is very much me, 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 I, I, I. For us to let go of attachment, we have to really ask ourselves, are we motivated by serving the greater good in ourselves and in and in this world? Or is it just about us and where we're gonna get ahead and where we're going to, you know, make a lot of money or you know have a conquest you know by winning that girl or vice versa winning that male and just really you know diving deeper you know like where we're in our heart where we're in our wisdom and we actually see each other as spirits and souls and we can you know appreciate that essence rather than that superficial sort of shell of identity that you know really robs us from a beautiful experience and connection where you know people are living in integrity Um, So ego just, you know, I I would say ego's service to self, and we're in an egoic world right now, and I call that, you know, archonic rulership, which rules the lower chakras and kind of keeps us from being in the heart that is the portal to, you know, our higher self, which which anchors heaven on earth. And so when we discover that in our own beings, we become that force in the world that emits that um, information. So, yeah, I mean, ego, you can't get rid of it, but instead of it running the show, it it could definitely be informed and learn from the higher self and take its guidance because that way the willfulness of ego can become divine will. It can start to listen to the higher self and act in service to it rather than suppressing it.
2: Absolutely. Uh, And this is something that I've, often talked about on my show how you know it isn't about the total annihilation of ego it is about uh, bringing the ego reigning it in and bringing it back into service with the higher self and the will of creation so I uh, absolutely love your take on that can can we speak to the role of courage in this because lo- looking within and being honest with oneself truly being honest with oneself taking personal responsibility all of these things require immense courage so um Courage has been traditionally seen as masculine, but really, is it not the full expression of the sacred feminine energy, of the divine feminine itself?
3: Yeah, I mean, it takes a lot of courage to dig deep into a place where we're not encouraged to go, and it's, you know important that people understand that ego is not just the arrogance or the me, me, me. It's also the broken person that doesn't feel good enough or worthy. And it's it's that duality of, you know, it's either arrogance or insecurity rather than confidence and humility, which is, you know, a more honest polarity because they, you know, work together where you're humble and then you're confident in what you're able to receive and what you're able to surrender to rather than everything being about the successes and failures. Um... So, you know, courage on a feminine level is is the willingness to let go of, you know, all these different things that define, you know, what it means to be a woman in this society. You know, people are so obsessed with appearances. People are so obsessed with, um, you know, playing a certain role to appease in a seductive way rather than sharing the essence of the mother. Of, of of you know the divine nature of this planet you know the elements of earth air fire water and you know that alchemy of bringing in spirit that's able to turn everything around and it takes a lot of courage because you know at first you know it might not draw a lot of attention and you know it might mean that a person's a little bit isolated if they're not around people who understand it but it's the willingness to say who cares you know as long as you're true to you as long as you know you're being honest with yourself and you're willing to just resurrect these hidden parts that do not like to be suppressed you know then not only are you you know being courageous in your own self you're you're stepping up to the world and saying i'm not going to buy into this programming anymore we have to understand that our energies are being used against us every time we you know slip out of integrity or we're focused on ego and superficiality you know we're we're creating exactly what we don't want you know when we go deeper they can't reach that place you know the the dark side the, whatever you want to call it you know, these agendas can't really reach that essence because they don't understand it. They require us to be split and separate and in duality and in superficial, like, you know, wants and desires in order for them to take our money and take our attention and take our time, you know, to, to, to support our enslavement. I mean, we, we almost hand our free will over and this is the game, you know, we can't, they can't take our free will, but they can certainly manipulate us and deceive us so that we gladly hand it over because we don't question ourselves. So I think the courage is in taking a deep look at who we are, going into uncomfortable territory, purging the programs, purging, you know, you know all the different stuff that distorts us and, and facing our wounds and giving them the love and light of our own wisdom body and nature and recognizing that the Great Mother you know, will take care of us and provide for us and we don't need this money system. It's 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 courageous because, you know, it's basically saying, I don't need this system. I know and trust in something far greater, and it'll take care of me. And I don't just say this lightly like some kind of philosophy. My whole life has been about proving it to myself by living that kind of lifestyle where, you know, I let go of so many attachments to just sort of be upfront with myself in spirit and say, okay, now what? Am I a victim or am I going to be taken care of because I'm in alignment? And there were times where I would fall into fear or, you know, survival, and nothing worked out. You know, the attackers and the energies that were after me, you know, increased. But the more I stepped into my power, the more I just faced myself and resurrected those parts of me that were missing, that they were preying upon, you know, and, and brought it to the surface. Miracles happened. And those forces just started to almost run away. Like they were more scared of me. So it just takes a lot of courage, but you know, the beauty is it's the most natural thing. You know If we could stop worrying about what other people think or thinking that we need to appease you know, a certain program in order to fit in or to be accepted by the opposite sex, you know, then we can you know, fall back on ourselves and we can have that self-reliance that makes us less dependent on the system and less dependent on others. And, and that kind of strength is something that will carry us through. And I think all of us needs to get to that place so that it's not about significant other you know healing us it's not about you know the system you know providing us everything that we need and us being victims to when they don't it's us being able to say we don't even need it at all because there's an incredible magic the cosmos is filled with magic and miracles and abundance and the yogis understood this they were able to pull stuff out of the sky so you know my goal is to not only lift the veils between life and death but help us understand that we can return to a place where we can come and go from the physical at will we we can you know, return to, you know, the roots of who we really are without, you know, living in this bubble of these cycles of reincarnation based on the lessons of duality. Because it's time to graduate and get it already, because this is the time where we need to, you know, look at ourselves and ask ourselves, have we really learnt the lessons that we came here to learn? Have we really, you know, taken the time to pay attention to what it's trying to say? Or are we just slipping further and further away into, you know, amnesia? And uh, so, you know, it's it's radical self-responsibility and self-awareness and it's a beautiful thing. But yeah, at first it takes a lot of courage, but once you get it going, the rewards and the bliss that fills one's being, you know, gives one the indication that, that that's absolutely the right track.
2: Well, that is most absolutely true. And that is really what courage is all about is getting that momentum going. It's it's practicing it in our own lives on a day to day basis. The, the dynamic of refusal to cooperate with something that is coercive, with evil itself, Th- this is part of this entire section of solution-oriented approaches that uh, I've been talking about that I call the non-supportive dominators. Saying no, act- actually refusal to cooperate with this uh, dark force that is in the world, that desire to control that's what i've proposed as the ultimate solution to the problems that beset humanity currently and would you agree that saying no is actually a feminine force that that is that is passive energy you're you're taking a pass you're not accepting into yourself that which is degrading to the, the higher self and you are passing on it you are deflecting it away it's a form of a, 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 an employment of the feminine energy in our lives
3: Yeah, that boundary is extremely important because, you know, the feminine energy is always birthing. It absorbs energy a lot. And if it's not in alignment to one's own essence, if it's, you know, some sort of programming or, you know, distortion, that energy will start to, you know, be birthed into our world and it'll reflect back and it'll just continue to feed, you know, exactly what we don't want. Um, And so, you know… The feminine force, you know, being able to say no is, you know, the same thing you have to say to a molester or, or, or just somebody who's trying to take advantage or manipulate. You know, we have to understand that love isn't, you know, giving yourself away. Love is saying, I love myself enough to have a boundary. I love myself enough to stand in my power and in my truth. And I love myself enough to not let people get away with this because it becomes tough love where it's not about judging the attacker. It's about saying, you know, you're not going to do this to me. And giving them that energy back to them so that they can you know have it bounce into their court and you know when when i was up against the mars recruiters you know saying no is what set me free and i just i said no and i said no and exposing them bringing it to the light is is what had them leave me alone and you know I, it was it was so frightening in a lot of ways but at the same time i had no fear I had no fear because I didn't see them as dan- yeah, I didn't find them scary. I saw them as very weak. I saw them as very desperate. And um, but what was frightening is that wow, you know, people don't even know this exists. And you know, being up against this and needing to expose it is 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 a little bit daunting. But you know, if anything that comes out of it, it's not that I care that people believe me. It's the power of saying no and and having a boundary and choosing what you wish to birth and create in this world and not letting anything in that is in. Not in agreement with who we are. We are creators. We are not here to listen to authority and have them tell us we need to get off planet. We need to do this. We need to do that. Mother Earth is not here to eject us and abandon us or kick us off planet. There's agendas that are trying to do that and they're blaming Mother Earth and these catastrophes that they're saying she's creating when in actual fact they're creating them. They've created this whole theater. And when people are really in touch with their feminine energy, they can tell the difference between who the mother is and what her intention is compared to what these controllers are trying to say, which is, oh yeah, that was an earthquake or that was a tsunami or, you know, those chemtrails are nothing and... You know, it's like everything is so disguised that we would think it's all natural, but it mimics the organic creation and gives it back to us in a distorted version that people think is real. And so, you know, saying no is basically saying that doesn't feel right, that doesn't feel good, and it's the protection. It's the same sort of protection a mother has over her child. You know, it's the way we protect ourselves, and that's the highest form of love is is standing up and, you know, not having it just be kindness or weakness. It's its power. Love is power. And, you know, I don't have enemies. I don't consider the march recruiters my enemies. I'm just waiting for them to quit it so that I can embrace them. But, you know, I'm—but st- I'm not going to give myself away. I'm not going to allow myself to go down a road that I don't want to go down. I don't care what that means. I don't care if it means I'm dead. I'm not here to be controlled. That's number one. Whatever happens to me outside of that, I would rather deal with than... Give my power to anybody, and that's saying no, and that's honoring the feminine. That's saying that one is the temple, and only those that you allow in are allowed in. Everybody else that doesn't belong there doesn't belong there. And um, but there's still universal love, and there's still compassion, and there's still forgiveness. But you know, we certainly don't have to open up the door to anybody—an attacker, a rapist. You know, it's just—it's—it's it's boundaries. It's so important.
2: Fantastic. Uh, absolutely. I call no the most powerful word in the universe. You know, saying no to the dark forces that are at work in our lives and in this world is really all about saying yes to ourselves, ourselves, our true selves, our higher selves. It's about saying yes to the truth, and that's again uh, for me, that's the highest embodiment and expression of the sacred feminine that we could possibly uh, um, aspire to. So let, let's shift roles just a little, uh, shift gears just a little bit. Maybe we could talk about what alchemy is. What is your view of alchemy? What is it? Uh, How is it practiced? Tell the listeners about your take on what alchemy is all about.
3: Well, there's a lot of different forms of alchemy, as we know. Um, You know, there's the quest for the philosopher's stone, I guess you can say, and you know, some might create ormus or, you know, different versions of it. But you know, I like to go to the real organic version of alchemy, you know, on a soul level, you know, soul alchemy, where we're turning lead into gold, where we're turning the old paradigm into the new, by, you know, taking responsibility with the light and dark within ourselves, you know, the shadow self, looking at it, you know, casting a light on it and seeing, you know, where it needs, you know, connection to one's higher self it's bringing those forces together uh, on the larger world stage you know there's an example with the pentagram upside down how that's you know the force of matter the force of the physical you know in control and in charge with the higher self suppressed right. the alchemy of of really awakening and taking one's power back is turning that star upright again and allowing the rays of spirit to come in so that spirit is the dominant force yes. spirit is shaping matter rather than the other way around they want us to be locked underneath you know the physical, where we're in survival, we're in poverty, we're desperate, we're you know needing dependency on the system and each other, you know, locked in that system, rather than you know global family and unity consciousness, and you know, one so empowered in their spirit nature that we're able to shift things like a dreamer, like a lucid dreamer, that's just able to raise oneself into a higher existence and higher frequency, which reflects you know that dimensional shift. And so, you know, we, we see it on the world stage, you know, as the cosmos and these Venus transits draw a pentagram in the sky, the cosmos in itself is alchemical in what it's giving us. The zodiac, for example, there's a dark light of the zodiac. The dark, dark light of the zodiac is the negative polarity of these planets. For example, Neptune, the negative polarity of, of Neptune would be escapism, addiction, um, you know, the lost soul. But the you know the positive polarity would be the mysticism spirituality multi-dimensional awareness and so you know here we are in the lessons of duality you know on the spinning wheel of necessity during this you know these cycles of incarnations to really learn you know the light and dark the light polarity and the dark polarity our job is to be able to see both and bring them together and understand that no matter how dark and difficult it is there's another side to the coin there's incredible power on the other side and all the gifts that that energy represents if we can just harness it and understand it and so you know you know, the alchemy is, you know, recognizing that in the depths of darkness, in the depths of despair, addiction, misery, you know, just being lost and, and just really out of it, you know, that one can actually dig deeper and discover that there's incredible transformation. There's incredible, you know, forces that are waiting on the other side for us to get in touch with it. And when we do, everything turns around because nothing's linear. Everything's in cycles. You know, we go down into the depths, but if we don't bring ourselves back up again, we're, we're kind of in the stuck, you know, cycle. But when we, you know, carry it all the way through, we're actually, you know, like nature does, death, regeneration, birth, death, rebirth, you know, just that whole cycle. And, you know, just like when a flower, you know, dies, it composts the soil and the next growth is even stronger. And so as a humanity going through the cycles of this wheel of necessity, this zodiac, um we're given the chance to regenerate and come back stronger each time utilizing our lessons utilizing the wisdom that lies in the seed you know rather than identifying with the weeds that wanna strangle it because we're not taking care of who we are and we're not standing in the wisdom of our uh, of, of our unfolding you know so to me we don't need to attain enlightenment we need to maintain it we're already enlightened beings but the thing is if we don't tend to the garden if we don't pull the weeds if we don't give it sunlight and water if we don't take care of the plant you know we're gonna be trampled we're gonna be you know covered by all sorts of things and we're going to lose sense of who we really are so you know to me you know alchemy is just that focal point of knowing that nothing on a dark level no radiation no chemtrail nothing out there that's dark is a fixed destination it ha- we have the ability to turn it all the way back around and, and, and I've done a lot of um, probing into this you know for example the nuclear reactors um, have plutonium uranium and neptunium um, as their main ingredients. Now when we think about those three planets, those are outer planets, those are planets that we all deal with. Now the stuck version would be that we're all poisoned and we're, we're just suppressed by all these technologies and poisons, but the next step is to understand you, the makeup of these things and seeing the other side. The other side to Uranus is a breakthrough, it's truth, but the negative polarity is breakdown down and, and being, you know, kind of pushed under. The negative polarity of Pluto is death, destruction. But the positive polarity is transformation and rebirth. And and like I said with Neptune, escapism, lost soul, and the positive polarity is multidimensional awareness and, and spirituality. So when we can harness the light side of it all and bring it full circle, we're actually creating global alchemy. But we have to understand soul alchemy first to be able to incorporate it into the larger picture. But the two are very much you know going on. You know, just like the Mars agenda. Breaking down the Mars agenda is just like breaking down the ego. We see it on the world stage, a secret Mars agenda, just like the secret lives we've been living where we're attached to the ego. We break through that, we expose it, we bust it for what it is, and all of a sudden something opens up and we take it full circle and we're resonating with our higher self. That's all alchemy. It's the ability to know that there's no stuck destination. Everything is cyclical. And when we get that motor running, we actually are supercharged and our creative energy is powerful. And we utilize the light and dark, the masculine and feminine, the good, the evil, the right and left. Spirituality and science and we actually turn it into something rather than fix ourselves with a belief or something that keeps us stuck in the middle where we can't, you know, spin our wheels. We're just like stuck in the mud.
2: I think that's right on point. That's just a... Really great uh, view of what alchemy really is and what it's intended to do. It's all it is all about transfer, transmutation. It's it's taking one form of energy that doesn't serve us and changing it, working with that energy, working with what is given to us, and then uh, changing it into something that we can actually use and employ for our higher um, benefit. And maybe you could speak to uh, the role of physical gender when it comes to this dynamic of transmutation. You know, transmutation is all about changing oneself first and then becoming a powerful influence to help others to change themselves. So how important, or maybe that might not even be the right way to say it, but could you speak to women's role specifically in a a physical gender sense in that overall dynamic of transmutation, uh, especially when it comes to the things that are going on right now in our world?
3: Well, it's, it's so clear, you know, but, you know, a person, all they need to do is look in their wallet and pull out a wad of cash, look at a bunch of Illuminati symbols and a bunch of men on a dollar bill. There's not one woman on any bill or any coin. And so it doesn't take a genius to see that we're being dominated by a male force. Women have stepped up and decided to play the male role. For a woman to really stand in her power and to change the game and to create the alchemy that we need to on the planet right now, we need to understand that we don't need to become like men, and men don't need to stay the dominator. We need to resurrect the feminine energy within the feminine, within the masculine, because this is the most comprofi- compromised force right now. And you know, same with the divine masculine energy, which has been kicked to the side, you know, for for the controller forces. Um, so, you know, on a gender role, you know, it's very important that women, you know, are just embodying, you know, a deep expression of their soul essence. That it's not just about the physicality, it's not just about, you know, the sexual aspects. It's about the power of creation. You know, we 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 have the the cosmic mother. We have the womb of creation. The galactic core is like the mother womb, and the natural stargates are absolutely connected to the mother. And um you know, so for for us to really on as a feminine gender, you know, stand in our power. We have to resurrect something that's really in alignment to Mother Earth and the cosmos, and 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 this shift time that we're in, and and it goes beyond the ego identity of of how we see ourselves. You know, it goes into just, you know, the creation. I mean, we're creating in a sense and birthing a new world, but it's already there. But what we're birthing is ourselves out of this shell. It, I, I see the ego almost like a shell that needs to be cracked, like an egg, so the goodies fall out you know because it's just so limiting and it's so like blocked and in a in a sense it's kinda like the bubble we're in we're veiled um, and so for the feminine energy you know to stand in her power is to lift the veils because it reaches you know into like all kinds of regions and it becomes you know the force of of you know birthing and 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 just you know nurturing and and you know it's an energy that one feels it's it's not about what one sees it's 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 that essence and so, you know, I just encourage women, you know, not to try and play the role of men, but to just stand in the power of the Creator with a boundary, you know, with, with, you know, th- that that knowing of, you know. Um- yeah just just what real beauty is and and that's this is the thing with Venus and like the Luciferian agenda its it's also associated with Venus but it's all about the the downward plunging into the material it's about the false light it's about the false light of material obsession fame fortune and willfulness on a Venus you know pleasure level the higher octave of Venus though which is the divine feminine you know which is turning the star upright again is all about you know true beauty love wisdom Nurturing the maiden, the mother, and the crone. You know, a woman who's able to be in her elder years and just who loves herself just as much as when she was the maiden and it's it's being able to embody you know the triple goddess you know all aspects of the feminine Kali, the underworld aspects even the rage you know not being afraid of any part of who you are but allowing them all to work together all these different aspects and owning them rather than limiting oneself because of what men want us to be or what society wants us to be but breaking free of all that and just accepting even the aging process you know and i know we're lifting the veils from you know life and death and we're gonna get ourselves back to just the, begin- the ability to regenerate, but until then, these cycles that were in are a beautiful thing because it's all about, you know, understanding nature, and and the most beautiful way to connect with the feminine is by connecting with nature, to understand, you know, that, that purity and innocence again, and men need to do this too, of course, and so it's just shattering the programs, the things that we were raised on, the things that we see, and, you know, just, oh, I mean, Everybody, women struggle so much with insecurities as they try and break free of these programs, or they get stuck in the the role, or men get so stuck that you know they only appreciate, you know, this type or that type. And it's it's really time to just shed all that and look at the energy, look at the essence, and just celebrate the beautiful qualities that we have without all this other stuff. Um, that to me is really stepping into the feminine power.
2: Absolutely, and you know the reason I asked the question regarding uh, physical gender role. Is because when we really look at the domination, the forces of domination at work in our lives, I, we I think we should just be honest with ourselves and say that you know it's men who are really bringing in this dark new world order. It's it's people who are are involved in the military and the police, and this is largely a physical gender males. Okay, so I, I was asking that in order to get your take on kind of how can women. Uh, gently begin to persuade and influence men that this is not the right path to go down, to be a dominator, to be someone who engages in coercion, in the, uh, the usurpation of our inherent natural rights. Uh, wh- what do you think women can do to try to uh, bridge that divide? Because there's a big divide there. Uh, and uh, in bringing these males who are part of this domination system over... And helping them to experience uh, sacred feminine energy, true care, so that they can realize that what they're a part of, the agenda that they're a part of, often unwittingly, is absolutely wrong and needs to be, um, you know, stepped back from. They need to step back from that, take another look, reevaluate it, and recognize it for what it is, which is uh, evil, which is Pure coercion and its wrongness—it's uh, the full expression of everything that's wrong. How, how can how do you think women in in uh, who are connected with these men in their lives? You know, because that these men will all have mothers, they will all have sisters and and wives and girlfriends, and you know, there, there's women all around them in their in their uh, family in their. Um, uh, relationships, their personal relationships. Can you tell us a little bit about maybe what you think that w- women in these men's lives can do to help transmute these energies that uh, these men have been working with that are poisonous and destructive and help to uh, eventually transmute them over to something that is more in line with truth and with the feminine energy?
3: That's such a brilliant question. I love it. And that's a, not an easy one to answer, but you know, immediately the first thing that came to me was, you know, reaching that being for who they truly are not talking to their corruption not relating to them based on the evil that they're doing or that they're not aware of doing don't empower that you know reach to their spirit you know talk to their inner child talk to you know the place that you know exists with them and empower that you know when you speak to them rather than you know getting angry or fighting back or you know, just I mean, what I do and what I've done, you know, with law enforcement, with Mars recruiters, with, you know, very very controlling men that have been in my life. Oh my God, Ugh. um, you know, I just try and locate their spirit nature their their inner child that that little boy who's lost who might not have get, gotten their needs met maybe not in many lifetimes because you know mothers you know have a hard time knowing what it means to be a mother i mean a lot of that is returning people are really you know restoring all of that but you know men might not have been nurtured by their mother they might fear the feminine power because they don't want to be vulnerable they're taught to be in their ego so you have to make it safe for them you have you know a person just has to make them feel safe to be vulnerable safe to be in touch with that inner child so that they are actually looking for the mother so that they can remember they actually miss the mother they love the mother you know because if we keep relating to them as the bad male you know the controller the oppressor the dominator then you know we're we're still at battle we're still at war so my approach is to kind of you know not look at all that and just kind of let that all just be sort of this false you know shell that they're carrying and go right for the heart and just talk to that part of them. And I swear to God in my life it has made all the difference in the world because they feel safe, they feel like wow, you know, they actually feel a sense of emotion, they feel a sense of compassion. And um, you know, and it's not about, you know, seducing them so you get their way and get off a ticket. It's about, you know, talking to them you know from the essence of even if you don't have kids but 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 we all have the mother in us you know and just relating to them like the mother you know not treating them like a child but talking to them like you know there's somebody that just doesn't know that needs guidance that needs to just remember rather than empowering everything that you hate about them because that's not gonna help um so it's just radical unconditional love um you know like the march recruiters i i i say i i thank them and i just you know i say I, I, wa- I give them love and they just, you know, they expect me to be angry. And, you know, I even joke around with them and I, and I once said to them, I said, well, you know, you can kill me, but you know, I'll reincarnate even more pissed off, but you know, you know, I'm not pissed off at anything except for the fact that we all need to work together. And, you know, I've, 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 I've actually gotten that far in a few conversations and, you know, there's a lot have just put down their armor, put down their weapons, put down their BS and have actually looked at me with respect and said, you know what? Even one of them said, and I swear to God, maybe we should drop everything and just follow you. And um, from a group of men that that have their hands on some heavy-duty stuff, or at least are associated with people who do, that was quite shocking. I think I even saved that email because I'm like, oh my gosh. But, you know, the point is it's like we are a family. And, and when we dig real deep and we, we we can see through all these different layers of controls and programs and, stuff that they've inherited or that they've been encouraged to be growing up, and we can just look to the heart and soul of that being, you're going to bring it out, you know? And we need to do that with each other in relationships. Just, just communicate with a part of that being that you want to see rather than communicate with the parts that you don't like.
2: Absolutely. I think also playing um, yeah, the, the influence of um, and setting an example in one's own life is also a big influence on other people. If we really understand what uh, the the solution to the problem is, and how that it is heart based, it is something that um, it embodies this uh, expression of the divine feminine energy within ourselves. That w- one of the best ways to help people to experience that is to live it in your own life. Is to really uh, be an, uh, a vehicle for for true care. Be a vehicle for this. Uh, expression of feminine energy and that will radiate all around you. People will see that coming forth through you and that will inspire them to want to take on uh, that energy as well.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean we we need to own you know who we are and you know nobody can really penetrate that if you're standing strong in that um, if you're not playing into the game you know the game can't be played it takes two people and so you know just being the example just standing in your power standing in your truth and you know having love in your heart and just you know staying as neutral as possible and and just you know compassionate you know really just breaks them down they don't really you know because the whole point is just like a demon they want our fear they want our power, but the minute you kind of laugh or you just, you know, aren't, you don't allow it. You know, they, they, they don't know how to be scary anymore because it's not working. You know, you you can't you can't engage in something that you don't want to engage in. You simply have to empower what works, and uh, being the example and holding it in yourself is the strongest way to do it because, you know, I, I've seen so many, you know, people wearing, you know, that dominator male role energy and and. I've seen it break down. I've seen it just fall away and, and, you know, just even, you know, living in DC or visiting, you know, with some of these people that are just full on patriarchs, you know, just sitting down with them and just having a normal conversation where, you know, they can just see you as a soul rather than, you know, just some silly female or, you know, or something, you know, that they should take advantage of, or, you know, or me seeing them as just, you know, you're controlling DC freak. Um, you know, just, just getting to the real heart of it. Um, can 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 do a whole lot but I would you know we can't do that unless we own it within ourselves we have to accept all these different parts of us in order to raise its consciousness I mean I like to say you know allow the master in you to greet the wounded child to greet you know the broken soul allow the two to meet because they have something to share with each other you know allow your divinity to face the evils of the world you know because they have something to teach each other you know but we 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 can't slip our vibration down to a really low level to confront it we have to confront it from a level that we want them to attain
2: Definitely. Let, let's shift gears again and talk about um, what uh, some of these archetypal energies are. Can you uh, let us in on what the, you consider to be the Magdalene energy and what you consider to be the Gaia Sophia energy and how these uh, different expressions of the sacred feminine, how do they differ from each other?
3: Well, I mean, I see them as very alike. I see all aspects of the feminine as one, you know, and we've all sort of, I guess you could say, been, been a little bit scattered or shattered and we, we sort of identify with archetypes. But, you know, when one sees like the tarot deck or the zodiac, I, I like to, as a reader and, and an astrologist and a tarot reader, I like to almost help people get to the zero point, get to the center of the wheel, get get inside... The wholeness of it inside the circle so that one is embodying all aspects, you know, so that they're the wholeness, not just because if you're one thing, that means you're not the other. Lee McCloskey put this really well, who created a tarot deck. You know, if you choose just one archetype, then then in a way you're saying that you're not all these other things. So, you know, the Magdalene energy to me is is, you know, that Venus energy, the sacred union, you know, the 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 embodiment of sacred union within and 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 then that outer hero scamos, the sacred union with another. Um, you know, it's 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 that rebalancing. It's 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 getting, you know, out of the lower Creator God energy. You know, the the God of the Old Testament, the Demiurge, and it's raising that consciousness back to the Christ consciousness because that you know transverses you know this 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 lower world. And so the Magdalene energy um, is very strong in that, and she's had you know a lot of different incarnations that represent Heros Gamos, sacred union. And you know the path of Venus, which is going into the underworld, facing the gatekeepers and the controllers, and you know, in a sense, purifying the mother womb as she does it. You know, we have so many controlling energies and technologies, dark rituals, um, and abuses that go, you know, on underground in these underground bases. Which is like, you know, in a way, the mother womb has been infiltrated. And so, the the path of the goddess, the path of the Magdalene energy, the Sophia energy, and the Venus energy, is to go into that darkness. At like Anana, the seven gates of hell, or you know, um, Persephone who gets abducted by Hades. You know, there's a period of going into that darkness, but the beauty is you rise again. You don't allow yourself to be oppressed, and you come back out. And then, you know, just like Demeter and Persephone, the, the things flower again. It's like the seasons.
2: Mara, and so we're, guy- com- we're coming up to yeah. our brief two-minute break. Right after the break, let's continue with talking about the Magdalene and Sophia energies. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on Oracle Broadcasting. My special guest this week, Laura Eisenhower. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on the Oracle Broadcasting Radio Network. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. Today on the show, our special guest is Laura Eisenhower. Laura, in the uh, last section, you were talking about the um, Magdalene and the Sophia energies. We're going to get back to that in just a moment, but I just want to give the call-in number because we are going to take some calls from listeners in the uh, later Part of this second hour of the broadcast today. So if you want to call in with a question for Laura Eisenhower on the sacred feminine energy, let's uh, give the call in number here. It's 866 841 1065. Once again, the call in number for the show 866 841 1065. Questions for Laura Eisenhower coming up a little bit later this hour. So, Laura, I'll let you get back to your breakdown of some of the different forms of the uh, divine feminine energies, namely the um, Magdalene and Sophia energies.
3: Well, they're very connected. I mean, the Magdalene energy is like, you know, the embodiment of the Sophia on Earth in a sense. You know, the higher and lower, there's the cosmic Sophia, and then there's the earthly Sophia. And she very much is like a personification of nature and on the Venus path. And so... It ha- that's all about alchemy, and, and it, you know, people understand the holy grail, well the grail is the womb of the mother, and so you know, it's, it's, it's about purifying that, it's about, you know, going through, you know, these these cycles to, you know, regenerate life and to, you know, continue with the process of, you know, incarnating with, with humanity in order to, you know, get us to where we are today, and, and so this force is within all of us, this is the, the divine feminine energy, it's the part of us that you know, is so connected with nature, and it's, it's in our soul, and so we have fire, earth, air, water in our soul energy, and um, so, you know, the Magdalene energy is, you know, working with those forces on an alchemical level, um, and so as a personification of Venus, the morning and evening star, it in a sense compensates or redeems the Lucifer energy. We have to understand that all these forces are in us. We can't separate them outside of ourselves. So if there's the first plunging into matter of the Venus energy on a Lucifer level, then the, the Magdalene Sophia energy is the Venus energy that rises back again. It, it, it completes the cycle so that you know there's the transformation process to take the lower octave energy of Venus and raise it to the higher level of the Christ Sophia consciousness. And this is very much Gaia. I mean, Gaia is you know, what... Is going through this. And so, you know, the feminine energy is absolutely linked, you know, to Gaia. Sophia, in a sense, is morphed into the planetary body um, and considered also, you know, the cosmic mother. And, and in that oneness, it's, it's a unified field. So it's not about hierarchy. It's, it's that we're all one in this unified field, that it's, it's the oneness that when we are in the womb of the mother, you know, all her children, and at the same time, it's the embodiment of everything before that even happened. And that's what we're returning to. So she represents, you know, the feminine aspect of God, I guess you could say. But, you know, once it's an earth embodiment, it's a little bit different. It means, you know, tapping into the universal energy that we're all capable of. And it's being so devoted to that, that in a sense, the physical body becomes a vessel for spirit the Sophia and, you know, does this in the physical, you know, on a deeper level than the roles that we see, you know, men and women play. It's, 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 it's living in, in, in connection with nature and, and the process that nature's in. And she needs us to be in this process with her. This is the co-creation. Um, it's not for Mother Earth to do on her own, it's not for us to do on our own, we're doing this together because we're absolutely linked. Our DNA, you know, so when we think we've been dumbed down to three-strand DNA, we're in a third dimensional reality, this dumbing down has to do with the loss of the goddess. The minute we awaken to her within, we start to upgrade our DNA, we start to open ourselves up, and we, you know, become in alignment with the galactic core, and also to the underworld, which we restore as the mother womb, not just some scary hell place, but the womb, you know, where we birth. And so there's a sun in the core of our planet, there's a sun above us the solar logos but then there's the mother energy and so it's the masculine and feminine working together and you know this is the essence of the goddess and you know people can you know turn it into a figure if they want but they have to understand it's not about that it's the feminine energy within all of us in the most genuine way is absolutely working with nature to bring about this shift and they know that that's why she's been targeted that's why the Templars have been infiltrated the masons they have all this knowledge they know all the symbols they know her to such a high degree that you know in a sense I would say the Nazis and the real you know, energies and these technologies are using this, this power and this creative force to fuel their technologies to use against us. And the minute we detach and we call our power back, we're owning that goddess energy and we're in alignment and we're on the ascension timeline. We're on the positive timeline and, and they, they want to do everything that they can to steer us into the artificial one where they are playing the role of God in a very destructive, non-godly way.
2: Absolutely fascinating. I, I totally agree with you that that, that uh, sacred feminine energy is ultimately a force that is uh, like the force of creation and birth. Uh, the, it's, it's a womb force as you described it because that's really what it's attempting to do is give birth to something that is new to transform us into something new and give birth to a, a new form of being and that's what the process of evolutionary uh, progression in consciousness is all about is it not?
3: Say that last part again?
2: That's what the whole process of the evolution of consciousness is all about. It's a birthing process.
3: Yes, definitely. And, you know, that's why people, you know, in a sense can say, you know, I feel like I've lived, you know, five lifetimes in this one lifetime because we go through death cycles. You know, the Pluto energy, the Scorpio energy is the big one for that. And we all have that somewhere in our chart. But it's, you know, that dark night of the soul that is such a necessary experience because it helps us get back in touch with our power that they want us to fear. They want to take that away from us and use it so that we're dependent on them. And, uh, you know, the mystery and the power and, 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 and the womb is, you know, what we want to return to and what we want to understand. And men are just as capable of birthing because it's ethereal, it's energetic, it's it's frequency, it's it's... It's part of, you know, just our expression. I mean, when we talk, we birth energy. When we, you know, do something for somebody else, we, we birth new energy. When we, you know, are in union with somebody, we birth energy. When we're in good relationship with ourselves, we birth a new energy. Everything is, is constantly emitting something from our beings. And so to do the real birthing, to really get in touch with the divine feminine, is to birth a more enlightened world by planting the seeds of higher consciousness into the darkness and fertile creativity of the womb. And when we do that within our own beings, you know, from our higher self, into the depths of our own power and our own creative, you know, energies, you know, then we are birthing a new expression into our world. And we're bypassing, you know, these different programmings that, you know, want us to just kind of go along with what it's saying. And so many people don't question it. And the thing is, the beauty of the goddess and her powers, you don't need any of that, you know, you don't need to question, you just need to embody, you need to own the nowness. you need to embrace the mystery, because, you know, in the now, we we can take all our energy back, and we can navigate forward, you know, with the freedom of our thoughts and our intentions, you know, being the guideposts, not, you know, insurance and having a plan, and, you know, knowing who we're going to vote for next, and waiting for the president to, to change, you know, something in our world. We're the agents of change, and we need to look at each other as the leaders. We are you know, our unified field and our unity consciousness is where our attention needs to be, not on who the next president is. And I'm not saying, you know, don't vote, but don't do it and and put all your coins on this person or, you know, don't expect something from them. Expect something from yourself. Vote for you because it's time, you know, that we stand in our power because has it ever worked when we haven't? And, you know, I know for some people they're like, well, what does that mean? Because they're, they're so foreign to it. But it's, you know, understanding that the potent work is in facing the challenges when they come up, not being in denial, not reaching for the next drug, not running away from it, but looking it head in the face, straight on, and and, and, and transmuting it and working with it, and not looking at it as a distraction, not looking at it as some burden that, you know, you're off for the day, or having a tough time. Look at it as a real chance and opportunity to change the game because there's so much infiltration. There's so much intrusion with these low frequencies. They want to throw us off. They want us to be in lower emotions. That's why the moon is not even real. It's just to emit, you know, frequencies that just throw us into a lower consciousness and we need to face it and we need to say no to it. And, you know, and it's just like, you know, like to anybody you don't want in your life, you, we have the ability to protect ourselves with our biofield, with, with just, you know, our own boundary of light to emit the frequency we want rather than absorb the crap we don't.
2: Very powerful. An- another question. Do you, do you think it is absolutely necessary for people to go into the depths of fear and suffering in order to change? Or can they, can they take an easier path and, and release that attachment? To fear and to the ego before it, com- it comes to something like complete breakdown or even uh, global cataclysmic experiences at a, at a larger scale at a, at the macro scale.
3: Absolutely, I mean that that would be more for people that are finding themselves in suffering. You know, to 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 take it full circle to you know awaken the inner master. You know, the the part of you that can lift oneself out of that victimhood or fear or suffering. But you know, if a person is doing pretty good and and a lot of stuff isn't coming up for them, you know neutrality is is where it's at. I mean, we don't really have to go into the trenches. If we just allow ourselves to be in neutrality, allow ourselves to get out of the ego, allow ourselves to really understand that a lot of that work has already been done. You know, the thing is, you know, once something happens, it becomes a resource for all. Whatever Einstein has done, whatever Tesla has done, whatever, you know, we've done in past lives, it becomes a universal energy that we can all tap into. You know, we leave behind, you know, like a trail in a sense, or or just information and resources and, and, and it's available to us. So, you know, it's better to just recognize that our higher self has a connection to all these higher races, you know, that there's nothing separate from us, that we're connected to all of it and we're not victims, you know, it's not about what the Anunnaki did, it's not about Lucifer, it's not about the devil, it's understanding that all those forces are within us, and we need to understand how to work with them in our own beings, you know, because if we fear one or we neglect one, we're not really working with it, and, you know, it doesn't take a lot of suffering to just decide who's in charge, when you allow your higher self to be the driving force of your being, everything else falls into place. When we empower our immune system, any disease or attack that comes is easily uh, solved by the immune system. But, you know, if a person doesn't take good care of themselves or, or buys into what the doctor's telling them and allows themselves to be controlled by it, then they're caught in that disease and they're, they're stuck in it. You know, we can be stuck in suffering or we can decide that we're going to hold the frequency that can actually deal with it. Um, so I look at, you know, the planet and, and, and just in our own bodies as the same thing. You know, the immune system of ourselves is able to to deflect anything. But when we're broken down and we're having a hard time and we don't know who we are, you know, disease comes at us because it's a messenger. It's telling us this is where you need to be stronger. It's not telling us go to a doctor and take a drug and ignore this. Something's coming for a reason. We need to like understand that whatever shows up in our life is coming for a reason. We can allow it to break us down and and cause us suffering or we can empower ourselves knowing that we are healers. We are wise. We have the solutions. We have the remedy. We are the antidote. And, uh, you know, but for some it takes a little bit of suffering and, and, and going into the trenches and going into the darkness to recognize that again because we've been pulling out of you know some heavy 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 duty stuff Um, you know my dark night of the soul felt like it was you know much larger than just me it had to do with you know military industrial complex stuff and some of the stuff I took on being a part of this family that I agreed to but on a personal level for people you know it's 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 remembering laughter. It's remembering the fool. You know, just just you know, like it's a simple shift of perspective. Because the the, the thing that fear and suffering does, it, it, it's it's about helplessness, not feeling like you can do anything. That 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 you can't change anything. And and if we can own the fact that we have the power to do that, then we don't have to sit in that stuff very long. So I think neutrality. You know, just you know just having trust in oneself and and choosing what you devote yourself to and what your intentions are and making them very very clear you know because if you don't make it clear your creative energy ends up matching whatever mood you're in because it doesn't know what to do because you're not telling it you know what your intentions are you're just kind of spinning all over the place but if you say my intention is to be devoted and on the ascension timeline to be devoted to my higher self to serve the greater good then i don't think people are going to have that many problems they'll find that the stuff that comes at them doesn't really have a place to stick. But if nobody really knows what they're doing and they're just kind of lost in it all, it's very easy to absorb the attacks. It's very easy to to absorb the toxins or germs or parasites or to be controlled by a male or be controlled by this global elite. You know, it's, it's recognizing the part of us that doesn't need to submit to it and owning it. But, you know, for some, it takes, you know, falling down to get back up. But at this point, you know, I don't I think it requires a lot of heavy, heavy duty lifting, but for some, you know, having maybe a difficult childhood or coming out of, you know, abuse or neglect or abandonment, I mean, you know, yes, it, it can take that to resurrect oneself, but we have to remember you know, plug into the primordial parents. You know, we're not just the story of this incarnation with our biological parents and the dramas and situations we've had with our relationships. We have to plug into the fact that we're so much more and to carry that confidence that it'll see us through. We don't have to get all stuck in just our own stuff. We're so much more than just that. And uh, that's what the programs want. That's why we have dramas and crisis because we're still buying into the reaction part of us. It's still ego. Whether it feels good about itself or lousy about itself, it's still ego and it needs to just hand itself over to something much higher which is just so much a part of us. I mean, God is a part of us. We don't need to seek anything outside of ourselves. We need to recognize it within ourselves to fully connect. And then, you know, suffering ceases. I mean, I've I've had many years of suffering and I could justify, well, this is why and this is that. But, you know, I don't need to go there anymore. I mean, I recognize, yeah, I signed up for this part of it, but, you know, now it's like a piece of cake. You know, I, I just needed it to just remind myself of who I am, to stand in my power and to, you know, to hold that strong and to keep it. And I've never felt so safe, you know, ever since. And it doesn't mean that everything's improved. It's just I'm not in my reaction nature. I'm not in fear of what I'm seeing in the outer world because I know that it's somewhat an illusion. It's still very real. But my reaction and my perception is, a, is an illusion, you know, and it's it's wanting me to buy into the dark illusion, but I'm buying into... You know, the fact that the illusion is a dream and I can be an empowered dreamer and actually shift this. And I had a lot of dreams that prepared me for the Mars recruitment and for even this sort of transhumanism agenda. You know, and one of the dreams, you know, these robots were attacking me and I got away from them and somebody handed me a whistle and said, just play this whistle. And I played a song and all of a sudden they all started to blow up. This is before I even really knew a lot about these agendas, but it just reminded me that when we play our own tune, when we're just true to ourselves, when we just sing our song and sing our tune or become a whistleblower, whatever it meant, you know, we're sending something out that says, I'm not gonna take this on, you know? And uh, we have to understand that we are built with the wisdom to protect us and to tell us what we need at any given time. We have to allow ourselves to trust that and not just listen to everything outside of ourselves or what this person has to say. You know, you know let it inspire you to, to look at your own stuff and find your own answers.
2: Amazing and uh, it, very powerful uh, regarding the dream. Uh, that's really powerful archetypal imagery that, you know, blowing the whistle, uh, dispel the evil. It's uh, shedding light upon the darkness is really part of what we really need to be doing in order to create positive transformation in the world. That's all part of an overall worldview shift of looking at our personal value in a different light and taking a positive view regarding the possibility for change. Can you I call it that? Yes. Yeah,
3: I mean, I, I call the dark. I call it the dark teacher. You know, let it teach you. Don't let it oppress you. Let it remind you of where you're giving yourself away. You know, don't be a victim to it. Let it guide you into your power, let it guide you into your truth. Because if something's lacking, if it's causing you suffering and pain, it means that there's something in you that needs to come to the surface, you know, but we're all, we're so busy reacting and feeling attacked or feeling run down or feeling like we're going to be enslaved. And that's the belief they want us to have because they want us to annihilate ourselves because as long as we're believing it and owning it, we're going to do it, you know, and, and they're just providing the, the, the stuff. But, you know, when we allow it to, to, to help remind us of who we're not, we can utilize it and have it absolutely wake us up instead of put us in, in more of a trance and more amnesia.
2: Definitely. Now, um, let me shift the focus of the conversation just a little bit. If I may, I'd like to ask uh, uh, what you could consider a semi-personal question. You're, you're a family woman. You have two young sons. Could you tell us a little bit about how you personally work with your sons in your daily lives to kind of instill values and principles and uh, bring forth a healthy thirst for truth and, and uh, an understanding of uh, true principles such as non-aggression, self-ownership, and, and others?
3: How I pass that on to my children? Yes, Oh gosh. I mean, my children are just thriving. I mean, we've had a lot of difficult years. They went through the Mars thing with me. They've gone through so many broken relationships and it's, you know, and they've, they know so much about what's going on in the world. They, they know the darker stuff and the deeper stuff. And it's just about being very honest and, and just, you know, really, um, Allowing them to get in touch with their inner feminine and really seeing me for who I am and and not, you know, treating them like they're smaller or lesser or I'm their controller, you know, guiding them into being who they truly are. You know, that's the role of parenting because if we try and control them, if we treat them the the way the global leader treating us, then, you know, they're going to shut down, you know, their abilities, their gifts and their, their powerful, um, just purpose. And so, you know, I, I just, I, I just... I, I let them blossom. I let them be who they are. It's just, you know, I, I I make them feel safe to share anything with me. And um and I just love them. I just give them a ton of love. And and I just help them understand, you know, what I go through and what my path is all about. I help them see the larger picture. I don't hide it from them. I, I tell them what chemtrails are. I tell them what we're up against. You know, but, but I, I allow them to see things like school is just a way to... You know, get in the groove of just being disciplined with, you know, completing a task, but you don't have to buy the information. You don't have to absorb it to be truth. You know, own your own truth. You know, maybe you have to play the game a little bit, but, you know, it's just radical honesty, deep, deep love, just appreciation and respect, and recognizing that children are the guides. They are our teachers. Um... But I'm, you know, it's a mutual guiding, you know, they're raising me and I'm raising them. I'm guiding them to to stay safe, but they're in a sense guiding me because they're the voice of the new generation and we need to empower our children. We don't need, you know, to step all over them and tell them how it is, but we certainly need to be honest about what we're confronting and what the world is for real so that they can remember why they came here or else they're going to shut down their purposes, you know. Our kids should not be sheltered because they're not going to be able to activate the reason they chose to come to this reality.
2: Right. Exactly. Very, very good. Okay, how about if we go to a caller? What do you think? Sure. Okay. All right, caller, you're live on what on earth is happening. Welcome, and do you have a question for Laura Eisenhower? Hello, caller? Caller from... Yes. Jay?
0: Oh, hi, Mark.
2: Jay, you're on the air with uh, Laura Eisenhower. I didn't recognize your number.
0: Yeah. Okay. Sure. I just wanted to thank
4: Laura for all her hard work.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Jay Parker, who spoke at the last Free Your Mind conference and will also be returning for Free Your Mind Two. So continue, Jay.
3: Hi, Jay.
0: I just wanted to uh, thank Laura for everything she's doing and keep up the good work.
3: Oh, thank you so much, Jay.
2: Jay, thanks. Take care. You got. Take
3: care, Jay. Cool. Hi. Oh, I just, I, I, I'm, it's so great to hear him.
2: All yes. right, here here we go. Another caller. Caller from the 818 area code. You're live on what on earth is happening. Wow. Our special guest, Laura Eisenhower. Welcome.
0: Hey, Laura and Mark. Thank you so much for bringing this information. Uh, Laura, you're just fantastic. It will be ditto on the last uh, uh, caller. But, um... You know, I'll tell you, being a truther, I've been a 9/11 truther for 11 years, or almost 11 years, and uh, it's very, very difficult. And it's just like to me, that's like the explosion, and it's just like there's so many areas of the, that uh, I say the rabbit hole that I've been down to, and it's like I'm having difficulties relating to a lot of my family and friends I'm losing because of my insistence, and it's so hard. I was just wondering if you can give me any kind of uh, advice, because sometimes my blood boils, you know, and it's, huh. I know it's not good for me.
3: I hear you. I, I, I had a lot of issues with just how to handle rage, anger, Um you know, trying to get people to see something. Um, I'm the only person in my family that talks about ETs, UFOs, and treaties that relate to Ike. So I know, you know, how lonely it can be when people aren't understanding. And so I decided one day, you know... It doesn't matter if I convince them. It doesn't matter if my friends get it. I'm just going to focus on the love because the best thing that we can share. Because everything is about frequency. We're in a frequency battle. You know, it's about pushing nice. us into a lower frame of mind. It's about separation. I mean, this is why the wars have happened. This is why the war, the false flags happen, is is to cause us division, to cause us fear, to cause us panic, and 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 then to look at them as being the ones who solve it. So when we can see the game and we know that it's actually you know, our government that's doing it to us, that's a whole nother form of anger. It moves away from terrorism into just recognizing that that's, those are our leaders, you know, that are playing this theater game on us. And that, you know, obviously brings up a whole nother level of anger and the need to inform people. So what I've learned to do is just inform people in neutrality. I know I'm planting seeds. It doesn't matter if they get it right away, but I'm putting it out there and I'm putting it out there. And I just do it because I know I have to. And regardless of the reaction, whether I'm hated, whether I'm insulted, you know, which I am a lot. The chat rooms aren't mm-hmm. very nice sometimes. My YouTube comments Whoa. are, you know, cruel. Oh, and, yeah, uh, but don't
0: you think they're plants? Don't you think they're like, uh, I mean, this NDAA and all that big billion dollars. Uh, where is it? In Utah to spy on all of us. I mean, that stuff is real. The the, four, the 1.4 billion bullets are real. The the, the chemtrails, I, I twine up, and people, oh, it's just airplane. Uh, you, yeah, uh, I know. Or, and then you show someone and you show the crop circle. It's the same thing you show. And people just don't care. They're in such a, a deep sleep.
3: I know. It's, 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 it's hard to not, you know, react. Because the thing is, we have compassion. We all want to go together. We want our loved ones to be with us on this. We want as many as possible. Because, you know, we're, we're battling for souls. They're battling for souls. They want as many people as they can to believe in what they're doing. We want as many people as we can to just join in with us and unite. But we have to just, you know, have neutrality and to to understand that You know, we're not really winning if we let it get the better of us. You know, we we need to hold a high frequency. We need to have compassion. You know, people just don't know how to accept this. It's too much for them. But the thing is, eventually they're going to get it. Eventually it's going to be so damn obvious, which it already is to us. I mean, it's right in our face. But when it really hits home, then they're going to turn around and say, I remember what he said to me. That's the guy who told me. And I ignored him. I shut him down. Now I'm ready to talk to him. You know, it's like people I went to high school with. I was voted most out of... yeah. I was voted most out of touch with reality for my senior class. I was ostracized a lot in my communities because of the way I was. I was a total loner. I was like, really like the freak that the freak of the freaks. And I was really alone. And, and, wow. um, you know, so many I'm have come around.
0: And, level. Oh my God. Well, I
3: didn't really tell people then, so they just didn't know what I was up against. But, um, well, you know, t- t-
0: people didn't know the name Eisenhower. They didn't know, the know last No, no, I didn't.
3: I didn't. Well, I, I just—it's a part of my last name, but I used my stepdad's last name because I kind of kept it undercover until I got a grip on my path. You know, until I was really Whoa. ready.
0: Yeah, I just—I
3: I was kind of incognito a little bit with. It was like I was working behind the scenes. I was living a double life. You know, do, doing all the stuff most of my life, teenage years, and people didn't get it. And I was, you know, facing forces that were so heavy and it, and it ripped me to shreds. People didn't understand what's wrong with her. You know. <laughs> And, um, and then when I got a grip on it all and here I am sharing the truth, it's the same thing. Like, what is wrong with her? And, you know, now I'm like, I just, I I don't even care. It's like, I came here to do something specific. Nothing's going to get in my way. I'm planting seeds or I'm, you know, inspiring people to, to at least be open-minded enough. And I can't be responsible for what they choose to ignore, but I can just wish them the best and just hope to God that they'll come around. But I can't let them get to me anymore because I can't carry any more anger. I can't carry any more grief. It's like my, my, my body's like hit that point where I can't go anywhere but up. It's like I, I've experienced too much of these other things and I'm grateful for the process that it's put me in, you know, because it helped me understand how, how, how much I care and how important this is. But it's not important enough anymore to tear me to shreds and, and to bring me down. I, I just, I'm really focusing on keeping my energy up, keeping my frequency high and just holding a loving vibration of compassion, you know, for those that, it's you most, know, hate so me wonderful. for what it's I do. So oh,
0: you. I, I, I met you in the down eyes. I got that rock from Valiantor. And I'm um, um, right. so looking for it, but I know, but I know I, I had it and I touched it and I, I, it looked like it was like sugar and the grains were going to come off and I couldn't get any of those grains off. It was like so weird. But the only one last question, and I really appreciate all your the comments you were right on and it's touched my soul. But as far as like, you know, the, the jump looms and all the vortexes and the wormholes and whatever, uh, how many of those on earth? Attached
3: like, elevate to Mars. Oh, I don't know how many on Earth. I mean, a- Andrew Bishaga would be the expert in that. But, you know, the thing is with these technologies, they're great alien technologies. Um, and they're, you know, they, 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 they're not healthy at all for the planet. Um, we have ah. those abilities. And, you know, I'm all about opening the natural stargates. From the time I was a child, I knew that my job was to keep the natural stargates open. Whatever that means, it was just what I was doing and I went to a clairvoyant institute that validated that I was clearing um, wormholes, in- inorganic entities from wormholes. So it's kind of similar to our chakras or energetic bodies and just our own connection to source. We need to clear anything that's standing in the way. And when we do that for ourselves, we, we assist in-, in doing it for the planet. Um, you know, my route might have been a little bit off, you know, in- into territory that is that took a lot longer or, or encompassed, you know, things that related to the family line that I was in and just the agreements that I came in with. But I mean, ultimately, that's what it's about It's clearing all this stuff and recognizing that we're, we're here to get in touch with our light body to transform into the crystalline um, light body, the Merkaba. And, you know, these technologies, in a sense, you know, rob us from that. They, they, it's like, you know, here they are screwing up the planet and poisoning everything, and then they're going to introduce this transhumanism agenda and all these great alien technologies as being the solution, but it's all these things that have screwed everything up, and I'm not going to buy into just, you know, here's the solution when it's coming from the same people that created the mess. I'm about leaving that part behind and, and getting in touch with, you know, our own abilities and doing it from the organic nature of just our own awakening, the ascension process coming from within. You know, I, 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 I there's backup plan after backup plan and artificial timelines, catastrophic timelines. If this one doesn't work out, there's another one that they've got going, you know, just to, and we got to transverse that within ourselves, you know, where, where do we feed it? Where do we walk on it? Where, where are we, you know, what part of us is still a part of that timeline and then pull ourselves off. You know, because nothing can destroy the positive timeline, but we can certainly be swayed away from it. And um, so I'm very wary about, you know, these gray alien technologies. And, and um, you know, it's important to disclose them and, and, and bring it to the light. But my, my thing is about, you know, getting in touch with how we're going to be able to harness our abilities and recall all of it. Because these are all imitator technologies. This is arconic. They imitate us and they turn it into something and then act like we need it. And I, I'm bypassing all of that.
2: Laura, I'd like to interject a little bit regarding the uh, timeline that you're speaking about, uh, the 2012 prophecy, the, you know, the time of prophecy, the, uh, the uh, prophesied opening up of our internal Stargate as, as a species, so to speak, and the positive timeline, the transformation in consciousness. Do you feel that that transformation, that that transmutation and that positive timeline is a certainty, or do you think it can go in, a, in another way? Uh, and if if so, if, you know, what will it take to achieve this positive timeline from where we're at right now?
3: Well, you know, I mean, I, I've heard from some, I, I don't read a lot. I mean, usually I just, mostly it's just coming from my intuition. But if I feel something strong enough, I'll like Google it and see, does anybody else agree? Because um, I was getting the feeling that, you know, somehow there's not enough coming in or, you know, I, I still don't see the changes that I would have liked to see. You know, people... I I, I mean, they still celebrate the Queen's Jubilee. There's still these elections. You know, even conscious people are still buying into this. And I'm not seeing, you know, the change that I would like to see in the collective, but I'm seeing it in individuals. And And I really do think this is an individual thing. I don't, think that we are at the mercy of the collective. Like if they don't wake up, we're all stuck with them. I think that, you know, they're going to be, you know, maybe dealing with this 3D reality and they're going to stay in this time loop and go through these lessons again or whatever they need. But it really is all about service to self-service to others. Those are really orientated towards higher self, unity consciousness, you know, thinking in terms of the global family and the greater good of all are on that ascension timeline. And those that are, you know, service to self, ego-based, or falling beneath the cracks of it all into despair and addiction and, and just getting lost, or those that, um, you know, just just are kind of in the middle and don't know, you know, it's 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 questionable, but, you know, these alignments, you know, are, are going to come back around again. I think 2035 is the next time they come back around, but, you know, this cycle of this 2012 window period isn't as open as I as I would have liked, and, um, you know, it's a little discouraging at times because you know, it's like a labor of love since I was a child and and my whole focus has been on it. And sometimes I'm like, God, I just haven't done enough. Or if I just did this and I'm like, no, 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 don't think like that. I know on an individual uh, basis, you know, it's, 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 It's what frequency we hold, what vibration we hold, and there's rays of high energy coming in constantly and coming from within us. And as they come in, there's something called an accretion where we take a step up, we boost ourselves, we upgrade, we get to a higher place. And very often, just as humanity is about to take a big step, is when there's a false flag or something in the news. And what it does, it it creates sort of this virus. You know, and because you know, chemtrails have nanoparticles and it's all about kind of plugging us into the artificial intelligence, as long as we buy into the program, we become susceptible to being plugged into the system in the artificial intelligence matrix and so as long as we refuse to react and as long as we you know stay centered in our service to others orientation and connection to our higher self and aligning with the goddess energy and divine masculine and feminine and sacred union we are on that positive timeline but i can't say that i really feel on a collective level that we're all heading there together as was hoped but i do know and Ashiana Diane and lisa renee have even validated this that there is like a power cord that's still connecting that there are those who are ready to go and nothing's gonna like stop them but you know on a collective level it's 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 not you know it has been hijacked the 5d ascension timeline and in a lot of ways has been hijacked it's not going to be something that everybody just wakes up to there are too many controls that people have immersed themselves in unfortunately but I'm not going to give up I mean I'm all about the positive timeline I'm not having any fixed beliefs about it I'm still gonna do all that I can But um, I, I just don't see the collective being where I, I was hoping it would be, I have to admit.
2: Okay, thank, thank you for your take on that. Let's go to another call. Area code 602. You're live on What on Earth is Happening with our special guest, Laura Eisenhower. Welcome. Hello, Mark? Yes.
5: Yes, hi, this is Ivan from Phoenix.
2: Hi, Ivan, how are you? Welcome to the show.
5: Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, hello to Laura also. Hi there. Hi, I've been listening to you guys uh, here the last hour and a half. I'm at work, so if you hear some background noise, that's part of the noise you hear. But I just had a couple of quick comments real quick. Sure. Um, you were talking earlier, Laura, about the um, feminine uh, influencing the masculine. That brought to mind uh, John Perkins' book, uh, Confessions of an Economic Hitman, where he refers to uh, the schwa of the Amazon, where their women uh, tell the men when to stop. When to stop hunting, when to stop cutting down trees and all that stuff, and how here in America it's like, you know, non-existent that the women emphasize for the men to keep going, to get more, to keep uh, bringing more money and, you know, all this stuff. And that's part of the disconnection from nature is that, uh, you know, the feminine has been put aside. I wanted to bring that up if you guys have, uh, you know, touched on that before with John Perkins.
2: Laurie yeah, comments.
3: Yeah, I mean I'm shocked at, you know, how the feminine role um in the mainstream is 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 playing out. Um it's just shocking to see the distortions in the programs on on, on both levels um, you know the, the beauty of the feminine is the intuition is is the knowing you know the excesses and the deficiencies because women are nurturers you know it, we have the instincts to raise children it's like we, we know how to meet the needs of the people and uh, you know the masculine role needs to support that needs to provide what it can it, it helps you know impregnate her with new life i mean it's 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 a dance it's a union that needs to work um, and it's shocking that uh, you know women you know want you know they they want a man with a lot of money they want this from them and they're they're absolutely supporting the continuation of this patriarchal agenda, um, and you know it's different in every country and every culture you know how it's playing out, um, but you know the most successful societies were matriarchal. But I'm I'm going as far as to say, you know I'm I'm in uni- unity consciousness um, society. You know that that it's it's union, it's it's cooperation, it's diversity. Um, in harmony, that's oneness. It's not about us all being the same or buying into just the oneness of it all, where we're just the same, the same. It's about being different and being diverse, but having harmony, recognizing the web of life, the mandala that we all are, and um, allowing women to have their role, just like our shamans. You know, our you know those that are born to be priestesses, shamans. I mean, they're considered crazy or schizophrenic. You know, our elders are in nursing homes; they don't even they don't remember anything because they have Alzheimer's. I mean, you compare that to Native American culture; it's absolutely different the elders are the wise ones they're the ones that you know teach and you know I mean look what's happened to our culture it's it's when we compare it to those that live close to the earth and that honor the role of women it's night and day and it's 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 insane
5: yeah yeah, yeah I agree I was listening to Joe Rogan a while back and he did mention something about that how our societies. Today here in uh, Western society how we're lacking any kind of shaman. Basically, uh, you know, anyone that would tell people what you're doing is wrong. Hey, you should consider this, and you know, think about your actions and all this. So yeah, that, that, that's that's kind of getting around very little. But there are some people who are aware of that. One other thing I wanted to bring up real quick, uh, Mark. In your previous shows, you brought up a yes. lot of uh, things about green language. Yes. And it's one one phrase that I've never heard you. Uh, uh defined, which is freedom and wisdom and everything that that I've heard on your shows, even today with Laura, I keep going back to breaking down these two words to their green language, free dominion and wise dominion. Because people just throw those words around like, Oh, wisdom, we need to use wisdom but not without realizing, you know, breaking it down, you know, in the language of the word of the bird of uh, you know, yes. it's basically uh wise dominion of yourself that's have, correct uh wisdom is to, to, you know think about your actions how it affects you and others around you and the environment but people don't do that they just think oh i'm wise because i'm saving money and i have a good house and i'm healthy i work out and stuff like that but that's not true wisdom you know it's lacking the connection to the environment and you know the causality of all the problems and everything so you know i just wanted to throw that out there as, as
2: absolutely well. i think that's a really powerful point and uh that term um, dominion, people think that it has a connotation uh, regarding control, but what it really is referring to is the control that we have to exercise control over ourselves. In other words, to bring our thoughts, emotions, and alignment into harmony, into unison, which that's what unity consciousness is all about. Uh, we, we think, feel, and act, uh, and no... Aspect of those three modalities of consciousness are in opposition with each other so that as we think so we feel so we act and that's what that unity that Laura's been speaking about is all about and that is true dominion because those are the three things that all uh, that all of us each one of us ultimately has the power to control in our own lives our thoughts our emotions and our actions that's what we are here to learn how to master so Laura your your take on that.
3: Oh I absolutely agree and you know wisdom is just recognizing how our words our actions and our thoughts affect everything and and making you know that part of ourselves more responsible for you know what we put out there and what comes at us and 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 knows how to work with it in a way that can actually raise it to a higher level rather than you know get, l- let it get us all caught up in you know this distraction it's like you know we we're, we're here to remember that we're masters and that you know, our wisdom body has a lot to do with, you know, deep, deep self-awareness and, you know, not just, you know, knowing how to play the game well, but knowing how to treat each other well and treating ourselves well and being, you know, a force of creation, you know, knowing that, you know, setting our intentions and having something that is an alignment to our, our higher self is the wisdom that we need. And, and that's everything right now. I mean, we're, we're being taught our whole lives to to abandon our own wisdom true wisdom is gaining it back letting go of attachments and recognizing who are you when you let go of all those attachments who is the person that 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 remains get in touch with who that person is and then you know once you get a strong foundation of who that person is you know empower it to the highest good and then be out there in the world and you won't find that your mood is made or broken by people and things and objects that you're in 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 a level of wisdom it's like you know, a homeless person. What A homeless person can be a victim and beg for money, or a homeless person can sit there embodied and and have one's needs met, have miracles happen, and, and it can be provided for, that being can be provided for if it's holding wisdom and holding its light. If we don't hold that perspective, we sink into that victimhood. And we have to remember that we are not what we are attaching ourselves to. We are not the successes on the material level. You know, the true abundance and success that we have is our ability to know who we are without all of that and be able to still be creative and have our needs
2: met. Yes. It's all about getting down to the real core of our being. Absolutely. Brilliantly said. Let's uh, move on to another caller. Eric, you are live. Uh, this is the 619 area code. I believe Eric is the name. You're live on What on Earth is Happening with our special guest, Laura Eisenhower. Welcome.
5: Thank you. Hi, Laura. Uh, the, the depth of your knowledge on various subject subjects is uh, truly amazing. Um, I've been doing a lot of research and uh, Uh, reading myself, Uh, I was wondering if uh, um, you had any recommendations as far as uh, groups or organizations, uh, ancient mystery school type uh, things that uh, you would recommend as being a a positive source of
1: information.
3: Um, I haven't really delved into any of that myself. Um, Positive source of information, I think... Gosh, you know, see to me, nature's been my teacher. I I my background's in wilderness expedition leadership. And so everything I really know, I just learned from, you know, connecting, you know, to to Gaia and and just, you know, learning how my energy affects the things around me, you know, the kind of animals that come to me, the sort of experiences that I have. And I found that, you know, those that were self- uh, service-orientated in the groups that we travel with ended up getting injuries and taken out much quicker, you know. It's like they couldn't last because they weren't thinking of the group, they weren't thinking of the whole. And so I'm not saying, you know, go out on a big wilderness expedition, but see, that was my school, was with the wilderness. But I would recommend, um, you know, just, ooh, because so much has been infiltrated out there, I've, I've stayed clear of everything, Um, and I, and I'm a, I'm, I'm one of those people that just, uh, just have a lot of discernment about, you know, what I would recommend somebody signing up for, but you know, I guess, uh, yeah. I mean, if you want to email me um, sometime, you know, I can, I can, you know, look a little bit further into it. I, I can't even think of anything that my friends have been a part of that they feel good about. Most people have had to leave things and say, oh, that wasn't for me. The thing is to me, institutions and, and other things, you know, they're training wheels. They, they help get a person thinking and going, but ultimately I think the best place that we can go is within ourselves and then find that independence and find that self-reliance and then attract like-minded people to share that feeling of unity and community. But to, to, I isolate oneself too much um, or to be underneath somebody else's authority or leadership when it comes to spiritual matters, I'm just very wary of, but I know there's probably some really good stuff out there. I've just relied on myself and nature to guide me, so I'm not the best person to ask, but I'm sure there is good stuff.
2: So in other words, I believe what Laura is saying here is she learned this from a perspective of Gnosis, direct firsthand experience through getting into actual contact with that energy firsthand. So. Great call. So here we go. Another caller. Uh, I believe this is Tim Smith, uh, one of the organizers of the Free Your Mind conference. He helped us organize the first conference and is on board with the organizational team for Free Your Mind too. Tim, welcome to What on Earth is Happening with our special guest, Laura Eisenhower. Hey, what's up,
4: Mark? And uh, how you doing, Laura? Um, hey there. Uh, uh, the main topic here is talking about the uh, divine feminine and the destruction of the Divine Feminine. Uh, I just wanted to mention uh, Disney, and not just Disney, but television in general, but specifically Disney, they're uh, uh, involved in the destruction of the Divine Feminine because they just um, portray women as a sexual symbol, and um, you know they don't involve... You no, know, it's... It, they portray women as specifically a sexual object, and, you know, uh, they're involved in destroying that feminine energy at a very young age. So I just wanted to throw that out there and, you know, just so people are aware of this and if they have any kids in their life that they could just be aware of this and to let kids know what what Disney is involved in. And uh, that's all I wanted to mention.
2: Laura, your take on the influence of Hollywood and and, uh, things like Tim is talking about in uh, uh, influencing the mind uh, toward certain uh, ways of thinking about uh, women in general.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think that's like the cheese for the mouse. You know, it's drawing people in, it's looking up to celebrity, it's it's thinking that this is what, you know, one needs to be in order to be liked or to be popular, to be liked by the male. And then once you, you know, eat that cheese, you're in the trap. And then once you're in the trap... Then you're susceptible to where those agendas go, which is, you know, not the organic ascension timeline. It's not the positive timeline. It's it's under their control, and you know, and it's so dangerous. It's so dangerous, and it's so devastating. I fortunately, you know, as a kid, never bought into it. I don't know how, you know, I I, I think just lots of past lives is just staying strong on this path. But I I didn't I, I didn't like it at all. I mean, I, I just I never I was oh I can't even say I I just got rid of all the Barbies and like never bought into just, you know, that whole thing. Um, So, you know, I'm not like somebody who broke out of it, but I can certainly say, you know, parents and, and just, you know, young children, like, you know, look to yourself, I mean, in your own beauty, your own abilities, your own uniqueness, you know, rather than emulating somebody on the screen or wanting to be like this, it's like, look at all the plastic surgery, look at all the, I mean, even, you know, kids get it at a young age, you know, before they're even fully developed. It's, it's horrifying. It's all surface. And that's what's promoted. I mean, our whole culture is promoting something that is so against who we truly are on the deepest of levels and in relationship and just amongst each other, it's still promoted because people think that's the way it is. That's the true reality And um, it's totally dangerous because, you know, that's, you know, that's the way a kid grows up. And if they don't measure up to what those pop stars are, they get bulimic, anorexic, they get surgery and they just because it's all about the surface. And the thing is, you know, accept the things you don't like about yourself, because once you get in touch with your inner beauty, you're going to find that it radiates out to every bit of yourself that you don't like. And it's so worth just doing that inner work and finding that that depth of love within yourself because somebody's going to love you for that and it's going to last a hell of a lot longer than somebody using you just for, you know, whatever facade you are able to play in your teenager, younger adult years. It's not the real essence of, of, Of our genders. It's not the real essence of a male to think like that either. It's just all been programmed into us. This is what the infiltration has done. It's not, you know, who we naturally are. If we were to rip all that stuff away and we were just to raise our kids without television, we would totally be emerging into our divine masculine and feminine without a problem. That's who we naturally are. When we cut our skin, when we get injured, the immune system response is to do something. You know, nature is wisdom and and love, and, and we're naturally enlightened beings. This infiltration has absolutely thrown us off course. And we got to pull ourselves away from it and get back on because it's not taking us anywhere we want to go. I'll tell you that. And as you know, so.
2: Laura, thanks so much for that response. And I'll tell you, I've never seen the phone lines light up like this. Uh, You're you're certainly someone who people want to talk to. Um, We have a lot more callers online. I'm not going to be able to get to them all probably within the show, but uh, I have another question for you, if I may. Um, You consider yourself a clairvoyant healer through the application of intuitive gifts, Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, you personally practice the divinatory tradition and astrology. Um, Can you give us uh, your view of divination as an intuitive aspect of the goddess tradition? of the sacred feminine tradition and how you personally employ that gift?
3: Yeah, um, you know I don't like to actually use the word healer. I should probably change it because I'm just helping, I, I'm just assisting somebody in healing themselves. I mean, they, they are absolutely healing themselves. And what I do is I show them their wisdom. I help them see something that they are blocked seeing in themselves. I'm not here to counsel. I'm not here to say this is what it is. I have all the answers. I'm the wise one here. I don't do that at all. I'm absolutely neutral. And I look at the energy and I show them what they're showing me to help them get in touch with who they are so that they you know, don't need me or need anybody to to remember that. Um, yeah, I just get the ball rolling, I guess you could say, and just facilitate their own personal healing. And so the cards for me, you know, we're all made up of these, uh, excuse me, we're all made up of these archetypes. We're, were made up of you know, our zodiac prints, our our natal charts, and just the the different forces that come in our life based on our agreements, based on our past lives, and you know, what we still need to understand, our strengths and weaknesses, you know, how we fall on our face and get back up again. And I help people see that. But my goal, like I said, is to get them back in the zero point energy to break free of the zodiac, break free of the wheel, break free of the time loop, break free of identifying with just different archetypes and to embody the wholeness of the masculine and feminine. And then to let, you know, the, the power of your expression be your uniqueness and the part of your, you know, the flavor you came to express to be a part of the whole. It's kind of like, you know, each part of our body, you know, holds the DNA of the rest of us, but everything has a different function. Our lungs do something, our liver does something. They're absolutely different, but they still function in the one body, in the one being, just like us. We each have our roles, but ultimately we're one. And ultimately, you know, that one organ is attached to the rest of it and requires the rest of it to do its job. And uh, so, you know, when I work with people, I just help them to see their own wholeness, their own wisdom, their own higher self so that they can get themselves out of the foreign energies and the programmings and the traps that they might have, might have slipped into so that they don't have to continue on this wheel anymore.
2: Excellent, excellent. Okay, so let's take another call. Here we go. Area code 804. You are live on What on Earth is Happening with our special guest, Laura Eisenhower. Welcome.
1: Hi, is this me? Yes, it is. Hi, how are you? Hi, Laura. This is Cindy. Um, Hi, Cindy. I really like, you know, I just—it's just about the sacred feminine. Yeah, the, the Disney and the you have to, like, I can't even look at you Hefner without vomiting. <laughs> uh, you know, just totally hijack the sacred feminine, oh. and because you know, everybody sees that the, the feminine is beautiful and, and nurturing and everything. But what I want to say is something that's equally repulsive to me as you Hefner is seeing the political, st- you know, the political stuff going on, and it's it's like a demonic, satanic thing where, like, a vampire has to be invited in by you. They're doing some sort of occult ritual where, you know, they have us vote. The, the, all the elections are fixed anyway. And I remember going to an election place in 2006, and I saw this guy who looked visually normal but i could see him energetically he was not human and he looked at me like oh, what are you doing here they are afraid of us because this group whether they're archonic, reptilian draco demonic whatever you want to call them service to self however you want to you know group them They're done for, you know, and I just, you know, I don't know if it's just the splitting of the way between people who are awake and who aren't. I hope we're just not flattering ourselves, but, I mean, I just can't even look at the political stuff going on. Um, You know, I think there's a lot of, you know, although religions probably were set up by Draco, you, you know, they, there might be some truth, and that's why we respond to them, but, you know, they say that, you know, they'll go into the mountains and wish that the stones will fall down on them, because I think they get destroyed here on Earth. They're being quarantined, and, um, you know, Alfred Weber talks about how, um, you know, the quarantine, ca- I was reading in Barbara Close book, which she wrote, I think, in 2006, About how 2011 the quarantine comes down, Um, but I don't know if we're being invited back into the galactic community yet because we're still too violent. Do you have any idea what's going on with that?
3: Well, you know the fallen systems, the angelic realms, the fallen. You know, there's more than one controller group that's vying for control. It, but there is you know some collaboration too. Um, You know, they they. They have chosen not to ascend, not to redeem themselves, not to right their wrongs, but to use technology as a means to be immortal, to stay in on this earth realm, to use earth as their stopping point and, and to trap as many souls as possible to serve them. Um, you know, I, I, I firmly believe that those that are ready to leave, that are ready to ascend, that have, you know, done what they came here to do or learn whatever lessons they came to learn will move on. But um, you know this this control system, the black hole technologies, the dark occult technologies, they're they're very heavy duty. And um I I I know that, you know, in a sense, you know, we we we're up against that. But you know, it's the programming we buy into that makes us susceptible. And, you know, it's it's a difference between understanding that our life cycle is is that we're ascended as immortal beings to 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 lift ourselves out of, you know, this this bubble that we're veiled under and that they might still you know run a timeline that's that's here but yes, it'll eventually come crashing down on them. But see, they use time travel and teleportation to run their life cycle. Like the the grays, you know, they have the 42,000, the P45s and the P52s, which means 42,000 years in the future, 52,000 years into the future. Right as their race is about to die out, they time travel, they come back, they abduct, they take our genetic information. They're trying to keep their race alive because they can't ascend. They cannot reach their their natural immortality or ascension process because they refuse to be anything but service to self, even though some are trying to help us or some wanted, you know know turn themselves around it's still trying to function in this time loop as immortal beings so they don't have to go through death so they don't have to face their karma but at the same time you know some have chosen to play the dark role to then work out that karma on, you know maybe a lower density fourth a fourth density um planet uh, uh, and that's what people you know from the illuminati have said you know who's to know but the point is they have their agreements we have ours we got to stay firm with what ours are and not get them mixed up with theirs um But yeah, I mean, I just see technology as their means to create artificial immortality and ours, you know, they envy and that's why they want to keep us trapped because they can't reach that and they want to harvest our souls in order to keep their agenda going. And the more of us that can pull away from it, the better, but just one individual pulling away is enough for that one individual to get out of this, I believe.
2: It's all about ultimately transforming the self and uh, it doesn't even matter what other people are doing. You have to stand in your truth because you know it's the right thing. So, Laura, we're coming up to the end of the show. We have about a minute and a half left. I want you to uh, tell the listener, and you, you've been a phenomenal guest. I thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I want uh, you to tell the listeners uh, uh, how they can uh, view your work online. Give them your website, and then you have the floor till the end of the show.
3: Oh, thanks so much. Um, my website's CosmicGaia. Oh, I, actually, I'm j- CosmicGaiaSophia.com. And I'm on Facebook. Um, I've got a few pages up there: Return of the Divine Feminine, and you know, one's under Laura Magdalene Eisenhower. I post constantly because I just—I I know that's the quickest way to get information out there. Uh, there's a lot of events coming up: um, 12, 12, 12 in Phoenix, Arizona Star Knowledge Conference. I'm going uh, to UFOCon this weekend to speak um, in Santa Clarita, California—or is it Santa Clara? Sorry, Santa Clara. California and then um, Asheville, North Carolina, the 23rd to 26, I believe, uh, for another Star Knowledge. So if anybody's able to make it to those things, that would be excellent. And um, you know, you can find my contact information about doing readings on my website under the readings link. And um, you know, I try and keep it updated as much as possible. And you can find everything there at CosmicGaiasophia.com.
2: Laura, thank you so much for being a part of this show. Ladies and gentlemen, Laura Magdalene Eisenhower, phenomenal guest with very empowering information. That's all the time we have for on this edition of What on Earth is Happening. Thank you for listening, everyone, and tune in next week for an all-call-in show on the non-support of Dominators. Thanks, and until next week.